grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today comes from Genesis chapter 32. And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Dear friends in Christ, it says on the front of your bulletin, the faithful conversation. How faithful are you in your conversation with God? Do you keep on keeping on? Or are you like me and you falter and fail to keep up with God with the conversation on your end? All three lessons in the scriptures today point to something about persisting in the faith. And I don't know how to tell you except to say this that you do not keep the faith and our persistence in prayer and in good works is inconsistent. I personally falter and fail in my praying and my faith waxes and wanes as I see my own sin and how inconsistent and impersistent my own good works, words, and deeds really are. In fact, what it seems I am faithful to is me. The problem with my keeping on, keeping on is that My endurance, my faithfulness in the face of pain and trial usually prompts the question in my own mind, where are you, God? Why me, God? Bail me out already, God. Do we keep the faith when the worst of things happens, when our health fails or someone we love dies? Do we persist when our finances fail or our families flop? Does not our faith, when troubled times come, in God, falter. We as sinners, we set our plans, and when our plans get ruined in a sinful world, we turn to God in prayer and say, give me justice. Turn this around the way I want it to go. Let me tell you a story about a guy named Jacob. He and his mother did not have faith that the blessing God intended for him would actually fall to him. So they tricked his father into giving him the blessing. But this naturally angered his brother Esau. So as scripture says, Esau planned to kill Jacob. So Jacob, again, not trusting God's words of blessing through Isaac, fled. While fleeing, he sees a vision of a stairway extending from heaven to earth and angels ascending and descending. And God himself stands at the top of the ladder and blesses Jacob with the blessing he first gave to Abraham to make his descendants as numerous as the dust of the earth. And God promises to go with Jacob and watch over him. Jacob then flees to the land of the eastern peoples, and there Jacob marries both Leah and Rachel. And when Rachel sees that she's not going to give Jacob a descendant, Jacob impregnates his, her servant Bilhah, and she bears Jacob two sons. And when Leah thinks she's past childbearing years, not to be outdone, she gives Jacob her servant, Zilpah, who bears Jacob two sons. Then Leah bears two more sons and a daughter for Jacob, and then Rachel bears Jacob another son. Neither Jacob nor his wives have faith in God's promises, so they make their own plans, go their own way. Jacob then tricks his father-in-law and takes his father-in-law's flocks, When his brothers-in-law see that Jacob has taken their father's wealth, they plan to kill him. So Jacob, not trusting in the protection promised by God, he flees. As he is fleeing, he heads back toward where his brother Esau lives. So he sends messengers ahead of him with a list of all the goods that he now has to let Esau know, look, if you want stuff to bury the hatchet, you got it. The messengers return saying, Esau is coming to meet you. 
with 400 men. Jacob's plan is this. I will split all that I have in two groups. And if Esau has come to kill me, at least one group will escape. Jacob then prays and prepares a bribe for his brother Esau. He sends his wives and children away, and Scripture tells us, and Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. God wrestles with Jacob, this untrusting, unfaithful, inconsistent trickster. And why does God wrestle with Jacob? Because Jacob's usual tactic is not to be faithful to God, not to trust God, but to run. God wrestles with Jacob because Jacob is going to run. He ran from Esau. He ran from the sons of Laban. He ran from Laban himself. He is going to run again. He's going to leave everything that God has given him for fear of his life. So God comes in the flesh and wrestles with Jacob so that Jacob may never run quite the same way again. He pops Jacob's hip out of joint. This story is certainly not about Jacob's faith, but about God's faithfulness. God is the very hound of heaven showing himself to Jacob and making him promises along the way, giving him all that he has. In spite of the fact that Jacob is a man of weak faith, and a sinner. Dear friends, God is faithful to you. Though we are unfaithful, he makes a promise to never leave you nor forsake you and to be with you always, even to the very end of the age. God loved Jacob so much that he came in the flesh to wrestle with him and overcome his fear of death. He has done so much greater for us by coming in the flesh, not just to overcome your fear of death, but to overcome death itself. Jesus wrestled the powers of sin and death and the devil and submitted them himself. So now not sin, not death, and not the devil can strangle you, has no stranglehold over you. Instead, by faith, we are inheritors of life everlasting. Our bulletin asks, how then shall we pray? Well, I usually end up praying, God, give me what I want, not what I need. We pray for ease, not faith. We pray for comfort, not strength. Adam was asked to be faithful in obedience. He sinned. Moses to be faithful in patience. He murdered. Jacob to be faithful in trust. He fled. Peter to be faithful in claiming the Christ. He even said, I will be faithful unto death even if everyone else is not. He denied. Dear friends, when I look at my faith, my personal faith, my walk with Jesus, I know that I will fail. I will fail in being faithful in obedience and patience and trust and witness and prayer, but the scriptures do indeed today point to one thing, faithfulness, God's faithfulness for our sake. Paul tells Timothy, if we are faithful, he, faithless, he remains faithful, for God cannot deny himself. God cannot be who he is not. He can't love you less or love you more based on you he does not love you for your sake. He loves you for the sake of his son. God loves you and continues to love you and will always love you and this world until he comes again to judge the living and the dead. Jesus is faithful in his love for you, so much so that when he asked for the cup of suffering to pass from him as he sweated drops of blood in Gethsemane, he prayed, not my will, but thine be done. And God's will was done by giving his own son into the grip of death so that death would lose its grip 
on you. Jesus tells the parable today of an unrighteous judge and this woman who badgers him into capitulation. She finally gets what she wants or he gives her what she wants. Many have interpreted this parable thinking, okay, if I just pester God enough, if I just persist in being faithful in prayer, he will give me what I want. No, dear friends, not growing weary has nothing to do with the outcome of your prayer. Because God is not like the unrighteous judge. He is the righteous judge, and his timing and his good gifts are perfect. We need never grow weary, not because we are long-suffering, but because God is. Jesus says, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. How speedily? Well, when he comes to judge the quick and the dead. We pray to our Lord every Sunday, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Adam, Moses, Jacob, Peter, all feared for their lives and loved their earthly lives. But Jesus has something better in mind for you, eternal life. Dear friends, come what may, Christ has wrestled with and beaten all of your sin, your death, and the evil one, and they have no grip on you. Jesus, in having his hands pinned to the cross, has set you free from sin, given you eternal life, and you shall never perish. As Jesus says of you, no one can snatch them out of my hand. When you pray, my dear friends, and say, thy will be done, you can let go. God hears you because he loves you, and he has forgiven your sins, and he has you in the palm of his hand unto life everlasting. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.